If you follow high school sports in this town, then you've heard of John Parenti and John Botello. Sometimes on the radio, or more recently, simulcasting with Wizards TV on the WWHS Wizards YouTube channel, this duo of West Warwick High School graduates has been there for many classic moments in Wizards sports history. They've brought many of those moments to residents of this area with spot-on play-by-play and color commentary served up with a side of humor. He's the guy that sometimes signs the checks. Very rarely. Johnson accepts pass. Chance to bring it down to five. It is Maybe five. four with a three-pointer. I'm sorry. <laughs> told me not to look at the scoreboard. Don't look at the scoreboard. And when the games get close, they get better. Rebound, Kyle Silva. Three on one, off on the right, layup, it's good by Benoss. Nice pass, nice assist to Benoss. Cuts the lead down to three for the Wizards. This baby ain't over, folks. For Alex Johnson. He drives the lane, goes coast to coast, lays it up and in. And the lead, my friends, is one. They were down by as many as 12 in the third quarter. The West Warwick Wizards have cut the lead to a point. The Wizards have a chance to grab the lead. 43-42, West Warwick has the lead. Wizards with an opportunity to go ahead by more. The Silva for three from 26, it's good. Play action fake Great. the throw, down to the three. Touchdown. And in for West Warwick touchdown is DeAndre Chase. We will get to know more about the men behind the microphones on this episode of the Words with Wizards podcast. This is the Words with Wizards podcast, your look at the world through the lens of West Warwick High School. It's where we talk to interesting people, visit cool places, and sometimes hit on a big story. And at the end of it all, you'll learn a little more about what's going on in the land of the orange and black. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's your host, a man who is always first in line for the buffet and last to leave the dinner table, Mr. Eric White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is episode 17, and today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021. It's been a while since my last podcast, and the reasons for that are the two guys on the show today. Kind of. With the COVID pandemic, excluding and limiting attendance at sporting events, broadcasting West Warwick High School games went from a luxury to a necessity. Covering sports events live on our YouTube channel, the WWHS Wizards channel, is something we've been doing since 2019. So for the fall and winter sports seasons, we broadcast girls and boys soccer and basketball along with hockey. On most of those broadcasts, WWHS TV provided the pictures and Mr. Parenti and Mr. Botello, a.k.a. Johnny Boots, provided the sound for our viewers and their listeners on I-105.5 FM and 1450 AM. This season, counting football, we have simulcast more than 20 games together and have gotten to know each other pretty well. So I figured that my first show in a while had to start with them. This is part one of two because there's a lot of stuff in West Warwick sports history to talk about, 
and we all like to talk a lot. So without further ado, here's John Parenti and Johnny Boots. of West Warwick icons here, the inimitable John Where? Parenti, <laughs> John Parenti, and uh, John Botello, aka Johnny Boots, both uh, born and raised, or at least raised in West Warwick. I think you guys were born nearby. Yeah, I was. And uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other a lot lately. Uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we did do some broadcasting together before, but we've done a lot of broadcasting. As of late, uh, simulcasting with Wizards TV, WWHS Wizards YouTube channel, and I-105.5 and AM 1450. Uh, so it's it's been great to simulcast with you guys. We've gotten a lot of great reviews. Uh, I think uh, I think we've helped catapult you guys to even a higher level of fame. <laughs> you were before but i want to thank you both for coming on good to be here nice to be here thank you very much and uh i, I want to go first i want to start with you mr parenti age, uh, be- age before beauty age before beauty <laughs> Sorry. um definitely age you're definitely you know, a beauty you've <laughs> uh, hold on a second hey there we go <laughs> okay, i actually right? started well, here doing the morning announcements for uh, miss lukowitz and John J. Kelly, who was the principal at the time back in 1970. Wow. September of 70. And so you started there, and then you went to work for local radio from there, and uh, eventually uh, went on, and I'm going to let you fill in the blanks. You were the uh, the uh, sports information director at CCRI. Correct. At, at, at one You're point. on a roll. I'm You're on, on a, Keep going. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I, uh, I stopped to read the wall on my way up here, so that was my... <laughs> he kisses that wall that every time that, we leave that, the that, gym. That. I just want you to know He's that. He's on the athletic <laughs> wall of fame. There's a lot of... I mean, this is a small town, but I, I think people who don't know this town would be surprised to walk through and see the number of people up there. We've got, uh, you know, uh, Anna Sumpico was the uh, uh, superintendent of the state police. Uh, we've got... Uh, uh, you know Bob Wiley. We've got John. We've you know we've got so many people who went on to like Rock, yeah, okay. to to bigger and better. And you know so many names that were you know I, I hate to leave people out, mm. but I just look and I'm thinking, you know you know Tom Garrick, you know Doug Haynes. I mean you know the list goes on and on. So um, so you went up. Uh, you've done just about everything. You've coached. You've uh, you've you've done the radio. Uh, you've done uh, you've done TV. I have. So I. But I that? have a face for radio. <laughs> That's what my mother always tells me. I have a face for radio. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and those are my good points. What got you into broadcasting in the first place? A love of broadcasting. How's that? Yeah. But no, when I first had my tonsils, this is a wild story. When I had my tonsils out in like 1959. I loved radio, and I followed all the people who worked at the old WPRO-AM, Joel A. Spivak and Joe Thomas, and later on Big Ange and Vic Arman, and of course, Salty Brian. And I just found a fascination for it, and just I was lucky because I knew then, at four and a half years old, what I wanted to do with my life. Wow. And then, fortunately, I came to West Warwick and went right through the West Warwick school system. Had some opportunities to do some, th- some different things, like I said, including the morning notices every morning. Mm-hmm. 
which led up to the radio job at the old WSVP, which is now the station that Boots and I are working at in the yep. AM side. Yep. Gotcha. I'm still waiting for Salty Brian to call No School Cranston. I'm still <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I grew up, you know, Salty Brian was one of those names you mentioned, and I remember, uh, you know, I thought the kids in Foster Gloucester never went to school at all, ever. <laughs> so... <laughs> but that the, that's really, I mean, you're hitting on the golden age of radio, yeah. really, here in Rhode Island. And, and it so really was. The opportunities existed, and uh, basically the listenership counted on radio more than they count on naturally social media now. But Boots will tell you, yeah. people used to hang on every word. And nothing gave me more more personal excitement than having to say, no school during the news, no school, and then... A pregnant pause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I know every kid and every parent in West Warwick Commentary is Grinch for listening to my next words. Oh, absolutely. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And speaking of that, let's, let's, let's jump to you, Johnny Boots. Uh, you know, you and I are the same age, 25. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, our daughters are the same age. Exactly. It's kind of weird. And uh, tell me how you got started. I know you guys have been working together a while, but so I'll shut up and let you I, tell me. I got started in a weird way. Uh, I was, believe it or not, I was probably 12 or 13 at the time, and uh, my neighbor, whose sister was the secretary at the radio station, which was uh, uh, next door to On the Rocks, needed someone to go shovel snow at the radio station. So I only lived probably at half a mile down the road, yeah. and I still live in the same house. And she, she, the neighbor called me up and said, hey, my sister Jane needs somebody to go down and shovel snow at the radio station. Would you want to go down there? They're going to pay you. I'm like, sure, I'll take a walk. And that's how it started. I shoveled the snow in front of the radio station, the, the, the walkway. Yeah. Uh, John Parente used to park every morning at On the Rocks, back his gray Ford Taurus in. And um, the station manager at the time, I believe, was Tom Iannitti. He was mm-hmm. at the time the station manager, and he, had to, he parked in the driveway next. And then, um, you know, I was just the guy that shoveled snow. And then uh, Hurricane... Uh, Gloria happened in, in 1985, September of 1985, and that happened on a Friday. And on a Saturday, uh, there was no snow, but I took my bike, and I thought I'd ride my bike down to the, the where the transmitter was. <laughs> what was the address? 15, 1501 Main Street. 1501 Main Street was the original studios of WSVP, WWRI, and the transmitter was in the basement. Well, after the hurricane, uh, they were actually broadcasting from the actual transmitter site, via generator because the the antenna was across the Patuxent River oh. from behind the radio station on 1501 Main Street. So in, I took, in a swamp. In a swamp. And it still is in a swamp. A little bit better, a little more accessible than the actual swamp. But I took my bike down there, and uh, John was there, and <clears throat> he said to me, Hey, kid, you want to be an intern on Saturday nights and answer phone calls? Answer all request phones on a Saturday night show between 6 and midnight for this guy named Mike James? whose real name was Howard Davenport. I always said that. And I said, let me ask my mom and dad. <laughs> and I called my father, and he says, it's a, it's a, if it's for Parenti, yes, you yeah. can. It was 6 to midnight, and I answered phones for a radio station show called uh, Hit Radio Saturday Night was the name yep. of the show. And Mike uh, James was the host, and we did an all-request show from 6 to midnight. And I used to answer the phones, uh, erase the carts, and pull the records for the disc jockey. <laughs> And yeah. uh, from there... You should just, probably explain what a cart is. It looks like an 8-track tape. 
Yeah, if you played the commercials. Exactly. The it was like a 30 seconds, uh, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 120, whatever it was. And you and, uh, when I was still at, when I was at URI, I graduated in 93 with a degree in journalism. We, they still had cards. When I, I did the, uh, I did some play-by-play in color for uh, for football and basketball, but I also did the halftime show, and we still had those cards you I had to put in. we still had them these nowadays, let me tell you. <laughs> I know, everything's computerized <laughs> nowadays. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, but that's how my, I started. I, I started out shoveling snow at WKRI, and it just progressed, and then I was a pain in the neck. I won't say the A word. But I was a pain in the neck to all the jocks there and uh, eventually I ended up uh, being an intern for the afternoon drive show from 2 to 6 so I'd get off the bus because I went to Henrikin. Believe it or not I went to Henrikin for a few years and I would get off the Henrikin bus in front of the radio station and at one at uh, just about uh, 2 o'clock and by 2.30 I was in the radio station interning for the afternoon show and I did that every day because I wanted to learn every piece of radio news sports uh, afternoon drive and it just wrote snowballed into this until i actually became the afternoon drive guy my senior year in high school at west warwick wow. i would leave here at 145 and be on the radio by two o'clock wow. at wkri doing the afternoon drive show wow. myself so. and so you're you're, you're uh you you graduated you came for, you came back from the dark side from hendrickson yes and uh and you graduated from west i graduated warwick. from west warwick and there was a split of my love of what i wanted to actually do so uh, go into radio broadcasting or become a firefighter. So I ended up becoming a firefighter full-time, and I'll be retiring from the West Warwick Fire Department in three months from now after 30 years. But I, st- <laughs> I still kept my love of radio, and I dabbled in radio wherever I got my hands into it until yeah. Chris DiPaolo hired me in 2016. We, we yeah. Re- yeah, 2016, he and I rejoined together and became partners again in 2016 Great. and doing and, what we're doing and, now. And Chris owns the station that you uh, that you guys both work Yeah, we started now. out at I-95.5, which was actually a low-power FM station. I-95.1. Oh, did I say 5? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did. That's all right. 95.1. Sorry, Chris. It's not, it's not live, so we can go back and <laughs> I-95.1. I'm going to yeah. say it. It's like you, okay? It's like you when you do your broadcast. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It was I-95.1. <laughs> holding the sticker when up. Chris and I, when Chris and I uh, rejoined with John, and we all came together, and, and we said, let's do local sports again. Let me ask you this. When you started, when you went down there and shoveled and, and first got involved answering phones, how old were you? Fourteen. Fourteen. So 14, and now here you are. You, you and I are both turned on the big 5-0 this year. Yeah. And the difference is you had a stable career all these years, and you're going to retire, and I'm going to be here till I'm 96. But, <laughs> but that's all right. I mean, the noble profession, you're saving lives, man. Yeah, I, I mean, did. I did that. For th- I've done this for 30 years as a firefighter. So yeah. It's, it's time a- to move on and find other things to do. Maybe work full-time in radio with, for Chris. Maybe. Maybe be available for me to bother on a regular basis. Absolutely. <laughs> you can bother me any time. I told you that from when you guys started this, you this guys, little venture, Wizards TV, Wizards Radio. Uh, you could bother me any time. You guys for my have, alma mater. You guys have been fantastic, uh, I have to say. And, uh, you know, I mean, I got my degree in journalism in 93, but I had I, I, you know, called some URI games, but it's been 30 years, you know, and, uh, you know, Getting back into it again. It's like riding a bike, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get back on. You guys have been fantastic, and I think they're lucky to have you around here on the radio. And, and for us to put pictures there and for, to help our program grow is great. Let me ask you some questions, okay? Yeah. I think there's. I, I think the listening audience is dying to know. 
All right. I'll, I'll start with I'll start with you, John Parenti, and then Johnny Boots. You can jump okay. in. Maybe this maybe, seat's getting hot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe some of these answers are the same. What is the most embarrassing moment on air that you've ever had, radio or TV? I've had three of them. Okay. None of them are um, clean. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell already. There were three moments that slipped. I'll give you the cleanest one. Okay. Perhaps one of the best days of my entire radio broadcasting career, news-wise, was when the chairman of both the Republican and Democratic parties asked me to run for election to the town council. (laughs) Two years ago, I had a news... Well, just before that, I had a news story about an event two years ago during the 1982 general election. <laughs> that is the tip of the iceberg. The other two are a little more okay. profane, gotcha. but we'll go with that one. Gotcha. Slip of the tongue. Slip right. of the tongue, which happened. They, which they, happens, they were three slips of the tongue. That's about it. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, I've lowered myself. <laughs> not everybody knows that. <laughs> I didn't know that story. Uh, so how about you, uh, Boots? Most embarrassing, I, I have to say... And I was working, it wasn't at, at, at WKRI, it wasn't at uh, I-105.5. I was doing traffic for the company that did traffic reports and, and for radio and television. And I'm glad, I was surprised I didn't get fired for this. And it was nothing bad. My most embarrassing moment was I was, I got thrown on one Friday afternoon. I had stopped by to pick up my paycheck at the at the studios that were, where we were located in, in Doran Street in downtown Providence. And the gentleman that was doing Tell was doing. He was doing a radio radio report, uh, traffic report, and it happened to be an unusually warm Friday afternoon. And the guy by the name of he's he's on he's the late one hundred five afternoon drive now, Vic Edwards. Oh yeah, he was the program or manager of the the facility. And he says, "Hey, Boots, you got to do a TV report. You got to do two TV. I've never I, I just started that. I never did TV traffic reports before. And at the time, we, we weren't in front of a camera yeah. like they have now in Channel Ten and Channel. Yeah, so 12. they just have your voice. It was just TV. a voiceover, and then you'd have to control the maps. And I was using an old, it, w- it was brand new at the time, but it was a Mac computer. The ones that were all different colors. Do you yeah. remember those compu- those Mac computers that were different colors? We had to do the maps on that. Yeah. And I had to do two: one for Channel Ten and one for Channel 12. They both wanted an unusual traffic report because it was an unusually warm day in Rhode Island. It was before Memorial Day, so yeah. the beaches weren't officially open, but they wanted a beach report. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to do two? He goes, yeah, we're going to schedule them because I can't do them. I'm like, why can't you do them? Because he, I don't know, whatever. They, he couldn't do TV. Yeah. Whatever. So I had to do 12 first, then 10. It, it was getting confusing because they were talking to the producers at the studios and when they were doing it. Well, I did. <laughs> I used Johnny Boots on one, or John Patello on one station. And I made up a name. They gave me a name, John Edwards on another station, or John Allen on another yeah. station. Well, I gave the call letters for Channel 10 on one on Channel 12 and Channel 12 on Channel 10. Uh. That's the long story short. Oh, God. Yeah, Channel and 12 Eyewitness News on Channel 10 and... I don't know what they called Channel Ten at the time. I used it on Channel Twelve. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't. Uh, I'm surprised I continued to work there. And that was only that uh, wasn't recent. That was probably 2002. Ooh. 2001, 2002. Oh hell no! Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's what Nick Edwards said to me at the time. <laughs> I said, "Hey, you threw me in the mix. Yeah, I just stopped by to pick up a check. There you go." <laughs> 
We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Local Music Watch New England. They specialize in bringing attention and support to the local live music scene. Based in West Warwick and Warwick, their goal is to make people aware of local bands and venues that host these shows to show support of local musicians. With weekly schedules of live music performances across Rhode Island and other parts of New England, it's hard not to check them out. If you're interested in what they do, you can find them on Facebook at Local Music Watch New England or at lmwne.webador.com. Now, back to the show. The most memorable sports moment in West Warwick Broadcasting. Most memorable sports moment, West Warwick Broadcasting. December 3rd, 1983. West Warwick beats Hendricken for the Division One Super Bowl with the greatest football team this town has ever seen. Who was on that team? Do you remember? I, I mean, I do, but I was... What, I can what, remember I can remember both Tommy Garrick and Doug Haynes, two of the best athletes that have ever come out of this place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haynes was a running back. Tom Garrick, of course, was a wide receiver and uh, defensive back, cornerback. Yep. I can remember the late Dan Sylvester, their basketball coach, running up and down the sidelines, just making sure that neither Haynes or Garrick got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> because the basketball season started immediately after That's that right. game, but that—that yes. that is the pinnacle moment, probably the pinnacle, the pinnacle moment in all historic sports history. Yeah. And that's, and as you said, that was, a, you know, not that others are not a real state championship, but that West Warwick team was the best in the state. Now we have four divisions, and you can win your, you can win your, you know, uh, d- your championship division, division one, division two, II, division three. And You're the, a man after my own heart, and that's, way, because I've been saying that yeah, for years, exactly, and falling on deaf ears, yeah. but. You win. I mean, uh, our 2013 team won the Division Two state title, uh, but it's the it's the Division, Division II, II title. title right. And so that one, that West Warwick team. I think we've got 24 football championships, if I'm not mistaken. But that one, I, I would agree with you. That, that was the one. Yeah, that was. I, w- I remember being at that. And game. this town stopped. Yeah. And they again. It was one of those moments where I knew that I was reporting to an entire town that basically stopped to listen to the broadcast. There were signs at Rock's Market and the, the car wash that used to yeah. be on, on Ligris Avenue. Yep. Go with it. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. like Hoosiers. Yep. Yeah. And what was the broadcasting outlet that you were carrying that on? On 1450 AM. Just a radio station. AM. Just an AM radio. <laughs> I say just an AM station, but yeah. that AM radio back then was your local connection. Johnny Booth, your most memorable moment. My most memorable moment. I'm trying to think here. We did... Trying to think between WKRI and recently with I-1055, 95.1. I, I think my most memorable moment, and, and i got to say it's a Coventry moment. Okay. Is when Coventry beat West Warwick for the first time in years at the Thanksgiving Day game. I was happy for Coventry. My daughter, my oldest daughter is a graduate of Coventry High School. Macy, you know Macy. Yes. Graduate of West Warwick and, and being an alum of West Warwick. But I have to say, I was... I loved watching that Coventry team beat West Warwick and watching those kids on the field. They, 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 I don't know. They didn't realize what they had just done. I, I still don't think they realized what they had It beat was the West first Warwick time in, in 17 years or 17 something? years? What was it? Do you remember how many years it's been since Coventry had won? I want to say it was 13. 13 years. But I got to say that in, in being an alum of West Warwick, I shouldn't say this, but you know what? Coventry beat West Warwick handily. Yep. They deserved it. They won. That was my moment I enjoyed the most, seeing those Coventry kids. And it's about the kids. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's funny you should mention that because the year before – 
they had West Warwick. They had beat, the lead. Yes, they did. And lost it in the last minute. Minute and a half. And West Warwick es- yeah. escaped. Escaped. So it could have been three in a row for Coventry. So yeah. far, it's just two in a row, not knowing if they're going to play this year, which I don't think we're going to see them play this year the way Coventry's no. winning right now. I don't think you're going to see a West Warwick Coventry game this year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. And hopefully uh, Thanksgiving we get back to watching – you know, something other than the Detroit Lions, you know, <laughs> that would be nice. Okay, so how about this? And uh, I'm trying not to create controversy, but best athlete, male and female, Mr. Parenti, in West Warwick history. That we've seen? or That, 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 that you've seen, that you've brought together, that you've covered, that you've covered. Oh, uh, actually... Covered? actually if you wanted to go back before then, because there there are a couple of people before, who do you think is the best male and then female athlete in West Warwick history, hands down? I will give you my rump, my Mount Rushmore of okay. West Warwick athletes. Mike Rourke, Tom Garrick, Doug Haynes, and the fourth could be Dr. Walter Juzik. All tremendous athletes. For male. Ronnie Quinn is another. Yeah. Female. Kerry Giroux, Marissa Petracia. Um, Deb Petrasic. Deb Petrasic. Maybe Missy Petraka. Mm-hmm, yeah, you can put Missy Petraka in there. Linda Legu. Throw yeah. her on the on there. I would agree with him. I, yeah. I can't. I, I want to throw two other guys in there that maybe are just below the Mount Rush. I would put Chuck Palumbo in there. I graduated with him. Uh, Matt Rajat and, and Jason Rajat. Mm-hmm. I'll throw those three in there as well. Gotcha. Just, I graduated with them, went to school with them. They were great athletes. Yeah. And Jason yeah. uh, Jason went to the minor leagues, pitched for the minor leagues for a few Ten years. Ten years. Ten years in the minor leagues. Um, you know, Chuck Chuck went on to play for CCRI. We covered him when we played mm-hmm. for CCRI when they went to the JUCO. Um, went on to Southwest Missouri State yep, on South- a scholarship. Yeah. And then became <laughs> a WWE wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't remember his name because I didn't follow him. Into Chuck the de- Palumbo, and then he was something else. Something else. But, yeah. but Matt... Unfortunately, got redshirted his first year at UMass, and then unfortunately had a knee injury his sophomore year, and I don't think he played. I don't think I don't think he played anymore after that. I don't think he did. However, yeah. he did make do very well for himself. Yeah, as a uh, physical, physical therapist. Physical therapist. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, those are my those are mine. But I'll agree with John. But I'm going to add those three at the bottom. Gotcha. Uh, let's go to coaches. Best coach of a male team. Best coach of a female team in West Warwick history. Oh, okay. Frank Masnicki, yep. Dan Sylvester. Yep. Masnicki uh, in football and Sylvester, obviously, basketball. basketball. Well, Masnicki also coached baseball for a long while as oh, well. Oh, that's right, yes. Um, female, Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly. Yeah, Girls was, basketball? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll agree with you there. I can't. I, there's nobody else better at, at female basketball. Mike yeah. Kelly was the tops. Uh, and Dan, I was on Dan's team uh, my senior year. Uh, Dan was phenomenal. Dan, Dan, Dan helped bring me up. Yeah, did he? Okay, so Dan had, helped bring me up from when I was in the seventh grade, answering the phones for him at Deering Junior High, <laughs> the old Deering. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the girls' team. I think the best team that I remember was the eighty-eight, eighty-nine team. With, That's with Kerry Drew. With Kerry Drew, Mercy Patricia was she was only a two thousand point scorers. Yeah, sophomore. So you had Kerry Drew. No, no, no. You, my team, Tracy Drew, Tina Brochu, Linda Legu, Carla Gonzalez. That was one of their better teams, and then you said that. Then two years later, then you go with the Kerry Giroux, the Marissa Patricias, the two thousand points, 
he had some great teams. Did he, I'm trying to think if he won any championships. Yes, with he those. did. He did with mm-hmm. the Kerry Drew and Marissa Patricia team. Mm-hmm. He didn't win with the the Tracy Drew, yeah. Linda Legu, Celine Lafrenet team. That I think they fell short in the Notice playoffs. Notice how Booth remembers all the girls. <laughs> How many well, of those girls did you date? Out of the eleven on the team, ten? Yeah, nine? None, none. They were all just friends. Stop it now. He likes to stop okay. rumors. All right, hold on. No, wait, wait. no pressure. How many? None. <laughs> um, what makes broadcasting local sports so special? I'll borrow a page from Amby Smith, the former sports editor of the King County Daily Times. You treat them like big leaguers. You have the opportunity to make them bigger than life the same way the network broadcasters make the Tom Brady's and the Ray Borgs and the Larry Bird's and the Magic Johnson's bigger than life. We have a little community here in West Warwick, but names can roll off the tongue of basically everybody you talk to because of people like M.B. Smith and uh, and yeah. I guess us. Us. You Pete guys. Fon- Pete Fontaine went back in the day after M.B. I don't know. I, I I like I like doing local sports, and I I had my taste of being able to do uh, produce a URI basketball game last not this past season, the season before. I had uh, I filled in as a producer at URI, and John knows I did it with Steve McDonald, and uh, AKA his, Jim Shorts Jim on Shorts, Shorts on, on HJY, and I ended up filling in for the producer who. Who happens to be our chief engineer at I one hundred five point five? He couldn't do it, so he asked me if I'd do it. I said sure, and it—it it, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. It was an experience, but I came back to doing basketball, and I said to him, I said, you know what? I'll take give me local sports any day of the week. And then now we're calling kids of kids that I went to school with, and uh, it's just it's just fun to watch them grow. I think we talked about. We talked about it this past uh, Friday night when we did a Coventry game in Smithfield, and you know we're watching this Coventry team just roll over 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 teams. But three years ago, the Volkers, uh, who else? We're talking about um, uh, Turner's, the, you know, Will Turner, Tommy Turner. These are kids that three years ago they were getting rolled over themselves. Coventry was just the the the. the, the, the the ragdoll of their division, but now they're rolling over teams. Just to see these kids progress and grow is fun. You know, Eric, there's an uncommon purity. I guess that's what the words I'm groping for. These kids play for love of the game. Yeah, exactly. They're not playing for mega scholarships. They're not playing for any personal gratification. They're playing because they love to play whatever their sport may be. You don't find that around very often. And being old school, and I guess I'm pretty old school. I'm getting there. You appreciate it more when you see how they attack the game the way it's supposed to be attacked. Yeah. And that's, do you think also, and one thing that I've found, it's been a while since I've covered college athletics, but these kids and the parents and the coaches seem so appreciative to get the coverage. Even, if, even though we've been, there, we've been there a lot lately, but uh, it, it just seems that there's an appreciation there. And with these, these kids, I see them in the hall because I teach here at the high school. So, uh, you know, and just to see them, it's, it's almost like it doesn't click. Oh, oh, oh we're going to be on TV. Or it's we're funny you should mention that. I started broadcasting high school sports on April 19th, 1972. You can figure out the math. Yeah. This year, for the first time, I received a gift from a grandparent. A box of oranges and grapefruits from Florida 
because of the app, they were able to listen to their grandson play. Excellent. And they sent that citrus fruit in appreciation of the work that we had done. That's great. I, I should have I should have shared a couple of oranges with you. Bruce that's Pat. okay. You know you, you, I gotta say, John is the man. I, I'm just the guy in the background that puts it on the radio. Gets it. Gets. It, he's the man. And I say that he's been my mentor. He's been my teacher. I remember when he was director of the Civic Center, and I used to do the afternoon drive. It's a funny story. I, I to this day I remember it. He was the director of the Westwork Civic Center. I was doing my afternoon drive, and I had a little problem with my diction, and I probably still do. But he called me up. <laughs> at the at the radio station, get the back line. He says, "Listen, write this down. What? <laughs> double. Write the word double. Okay. Then write the, write the letter U next to it. Now I want you to say it to me on the phone. Double U. Double U. I'm like, why? He goes, that's how you say the that's how you say the letter W, not W, not W. It's double U." And, and, and he's still teaching me to this day. And like I said, he's the mentor. He's my teacher. He always will be. I just get him on the radio. I play with him on the radio. We joke around. I bust his beans on the radio. It's just for fun. But he's the man. He's the one that got me into this radio station, into broadcasting. I owe it all to him. And I'll say it publicly. And he's still teaching me to this day, even from back in 1989 when he made that phone call to say, write down the word double and then write down the letter U. That's how you say W. <laughs> And, and to this yeah. day, so I think. Now you touched on this. I think the chemistry between the two of you <laughs> is one of the things that makes the broadcast so good and so likable. I mean, not only you know with the the analysis of the game, which I think you're underrating yourself. As oh no, I never analyze the game. I no, just no, joke no. about the game. No, I'm like do, the Dennis Miller of I went off You know a little more. You know a lot more than Dennis Miller about the sport. <laughs> so I think you're underrating I yourself. I thank you. That I appreciate as that. As a thank color you. guy, you know, and I know you're the producer, and it's you're wearing two hats, but you do a great job thank supporting. You. Uh, you know, supporting. I want to make sure John. he gets on the radio and he. Yeah provides the product that we're trying to perceive and put out there because yes. he is the he's the man he does the broadcast he's he is the product you know what if it wasn't for him yeah i'll joke around with him he'll go to the men's room at halftime we, we call it the john often Brent. often yeah. and no i'll end up having to do the halftime show which i've done i pretty much come to my yeah, own yeah, now yep. after see after nobody <laughs> nobody told me this when i broadcast <laughs> with him he goes to the bathroom and i was like i'm trying to read the i'm trying to read the, the score. It's, it's been it's been a while and I, and i finally got it i'm like uh negative two to the six power i don't know <laughs> so, so i do the halftime show and he goes to the men's room and that's fine yeah. you know that's my gig i don't mind doing the the halftime show but you know what it's him it's yeah. it's, it's him that does the broadcast it's the product that we put on out on the radio and on Wizards TV when we simulcast. But wouldn't it be so much more boring if it was just my voice <laughs> over and over and over and I over think, and over again? You know, I think having two having two people on, I, I've had to do a couple of games alone. I don't like doing that. It's not and a party. It's, it's, not, it's, no, it's, it's not, not a party. It's not, you know. And maybe I should just do voices and, you know, talk to myself. And, uh, I, yeah, I hate I'm not that I, good. I hate when I have to leave him in the hands of somebody else. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And he knows this. And, yeah. you know, a couple over the, you know, I had, had some medical issues going over in February. I couldn't be there. You know about yep. him. John yep. does. Yep. And I had to leave him in the hands of, of Chris DiPaolo. And, and he's fine. You know, he's funny. Yeah. And they just don't know the chemistry that John and I have. They don't know when to shut up when the bat basketball hits the half court Which line. Which is probably the first First thing I ever taught you. <laughs> exactly. When that ball hits the half court line, shut up. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, fine. I'll shut up. When but they break the huddle. When they break the huddle, shut up. Mm -hmm. You know. 
So I have to leave it in the hands of somebody else, and I, and I cringe because I know his style. Yeah. We work well together. We, th- we think alike. We yeah. know, I know when to shut up. He knows yeah. when to talk. He knows I know when to talk. And it- Thanks for tuning in, and we will bring you part two of this interview very soon. All music and sound effects for the podcast come from WeVideo and Speechella, which I use along with Twisted Wave to produce the show. This has been a presentation of the Media Broadcasting and Journalism Pathway at West Warwick High School. If you're a student and interested in learning more about radio, TV, and journalism in general, then you can get in touch with me, Mr. White, at ewhite at www-ps.com. More information about the pathway is also below on the YouTube version of this show. You can also listen to the Words with Wizards podcast on Spotify. The pathway and shows like this are not possible without sponsor support. Part of being a sponsor is that you and your business can get exposure on this and other pathway broadcasts. Funding goes toward the purchase of new equipment, student scholarships, and professional development. You can find more information on sponsorships, which are tax-deductible, at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. A big thank you to Local Music Watch New England for their support of the show and Pathway. We'll see you back here soon. Till then, stay safe, stay informed, stay away from the buffet.